Flying Casual is brought to you by Patreon supporters Wes Anderson, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, and David Bush. May the force be with you. The calm disintegrates. Wait, I hear myself saying. To whom? I don't know. Some man who cannot hear me. It wasn't supposed to end this way. I can't leave Luke yet. We have so much yet to do. First the Death Star, I thought when I saw him. Then the liberation of home, Coruscant, all the planets in the galaxy. Together, we'd be unstoppable. But a cold feeling of dread enters me now as I see the green lasers leap through space and collide with my engines. They shear through the hull of my ship and out the other side. A fire starts in my controls. Then another salvo eviscerates my ship. But beyond the terror, beyond the flaring light of my disintegrating hull, beyond the dark reaches of the Empire and the endless black of space where stars burn like little promises of hope, I feel the wind of Tatooine sweeping across the desert and hear the call of my mother for dinner, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Luke will not miss. The fear is gone, and then there is only peace. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Casual fam, week 23 of the Flying Casual Star Wars podcast. Ooh, that was some heavy stuff coming in there in the front, but I feel like it's a necessary reading. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Folks, I am joined by my lovely co-pilot here, Walho herself. Holly, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm great, Michael. How are you? I'm, uh, I don't know. That was some deep reading there at the beginning, so I don't know how I'm going to do the rest of this episode. I don't know. How will you focus? Biggs's final moments. We're all depressed now. You know what? I, I was worried about that, but we got a lot of energy. I think it'll all be fine. Sometimes you got to talk about dark moments. It's true. You know? They happen a lot in Star Wars. Right? They. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, they do. I mean... We kind of gloss over them sometimes, you know. I mean, we don't have to. Billions of deaths. We don't have to, but sometimes they do. The New Republic being obliterated. Kind of glossed over that. You know what I'm saying? I mean... It happens. It happens. Luke, I also have with me our good friend and also trusted co-pilot. We have three co-pilots here on this vessel. Mr. Luke Elder. How you doing, Hello. Buddy? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it fits. I come to talk with you again. That might just be on repeat the entire episode. <laughs> just faintly in the background. It seems fitting, right? Yeah, it does. Right? Oh, I'm kind of looking at myself in the sweatshirt here on the video. Look, got a little pouch going. Oh, it's a front pocket. It is a front pocket. I saw that Ashley Eckstein just released a new Star Wars sweatshirt specifically with a cool front pocket that you're supposed to put your pizza in. What? Wow. That's what? what? Pizza. Yeah. Breaking she, news here. That's what <laughs> I she not used heard that. it for. Okay. Well, hey, I guess I'm going to put my order in for it now because I'm one who carries around pizza with me from time to time. So um, interesting stuff there. Get your pizza sweatshirt at heruniverse.com if you haven't already. Uh, Guys, so we're coming at week 23. I mean, with a very deep and sensitive subject, okay? Um, 
and I, you know, I, I'm conflicted whether to, I would like to share part, like my favorite parts of some of the, you know, Star Wars books that I've read. There's so many awesome moments and this one just kind of stuck out to me recently. And I was like, I want to read this for our listeners if they haven't read it already. And I just want to share it with my friends and talk about it a little bit, even if it is a little dark, even if it is Biggs's final moment, I think everyone needs to read this book especially this chapter. Um, so, so Holly, I want to come to you, you know, with, with some comments first. Okay. Um, so I read to you the, 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 little, the little piece from Desert Sun, uh-huh. a chapter in, in the Star Wars from a certain point of view, 40 years celebrating Star Wars um, book that came out. And, and in that book, various authors, I mean, we have all pretty much all of your new canon authors, um, some old school authors, you know, picking stories from characters in Star Wars that typically you may not see their perspective and they tell, they, they fit their perspective into the bigger story that we know. And in this one, Desert Sun, um, it's from the perspective of Biggs, Luke Skywalker's friend from Tatooine. And I mean, it's not a spoiler really for any of you Star Wars fans. Biggs doesn't make it. Uh, you know, when, when, when they fight, you know, the Empire to blow up the Death Star. But what this little chapter does, and let me just get the author here. Uh, let's, let's find it. This, this chapter is called Desert Sun from Pierce Brown. It's, it's one of the best chapters in this book. There's other great ones, and we'll talk about them in the future, but this one is fantastic. But you heard me read the end there, Biggs' final moment. I mean, have you ever felt anything so deep in Star Wars. No, it was pretty intense. That was intense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what a genius idea to take characters that we maybe don't hear so much about and show things from their po- from a certain point of view, which actually I think that should probably be Kenobi's show title, but we used it on this book. But anything else that sticks out to you about that? Do you want to pick this up after hearing that? I Yeah, I'll read it. You, yeah? Yeah. That, that's okay. Okay. Luke, you... Y- you heard the the little reading there too. It, what, how, are you intrigued? Is this something you want to pick up now? What what did you think about that? Oh, I think he's muted. Oh oh oh! He's oh, muted. Oh, hey, he's am I muted. Am I <laughs> um, What'd you think? Yeah, I think I think it's a beautiful, a beautiful passage about Biggs really coming to peace with his sacrifice in the moment. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things that I can imagine it in like cosmic terms playing out over a much longer time period than the time period we see Biggs like blow up like his soul is yeah going through this journey for like a while longer after the his actual death, but it's uh, so maybe he almost is like experiencing some of the other. Uh, events of Luke's life in some way as he progresses beyond his death. I like to think of it that way. Like, yeah. like a bit of Biggs is still there yeah. with Luke. So um, I also, uh, you know, Googled Pierce Brown since you brought him up. He's, yeah. um, he's a handsome guy, you know, so Absolutely. he's got a couple of things going for him. Good writer. Great writer. I, this this guy, whole so. chapter is fantastic. I mean, it, he, it, it, Biggs talks about hearing Luke's voice. He's like, I know that voice. I, I I cannot believe, you know, our savior here is going to be this, this 
friend of mine from Tatooine, a farm boy, a desert son, he calls him. And that's the title of the chapter. And it's, it's as much about Luke and as much as I love him talking about Luke and is this really the kid that, you know, uh, you know, uh, on Beggar's Canyon and, 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 and we used to bullseye Wampra. Is that the same kid who's here to save the galaxy? And this story is as much Luke's story as, as it is Biggs' story. And it's, I don't know. That's why I love it so much because it just, it makes the moment bigger because, you know, Biggs' death is, is very quick, right? I mean, that, that the whole, the whole attack on the Death Star is very quick. And this story just blows that scene up. And, and I mean, you hear some stuff from Porkins and stuff and you hear, um, yeah, you hear Biggs' thoughts on Porkins, but just that his moment of peace and, and sacrifice and, and, and he hears his mother calling him for dinner. I mean, it's one of the saddest, but one of the most intriguing stories I've ever heard in Star Wars. Um, and there's so many more of these guys and we're going to share them. And if you haven't picked up this book, you really need to, there's so many different, there's, uh, you know, a great, a great, um, chapter with Obi-Wan and Yoda. Um, there's really great stuff in here. You got it. You got to pick it up. Um, you know, some stories are better than others, but there's, there's some really good stuff in here. I haven't even read all of them yet, but that, uh, that big desert sun one really sticks out to me. So I just wanted to um, share that. Yeah. Sorry. Back to what Come you on. asked me. Cause you asked me what I thought about it. You needed a moment to think about it. Cause you were in a very dark place there for a moment. I brought <laughs> no. you down. You're a positive person. I brought you down. I'm you sorry did. For that. You did. You did bring me down. That is true. You've probably brought everybody Everyone down now. Down. I'm I really hope sorry, nobody guys. turned this off and said, this is too dark for me. Hello darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. um, I think that it's important to remember that there are a lot of casualties on the rebellion Absolutely. side. Absolutely. And those do kind of get glossed over because yeah. you can't fit in everybody's background it, yeah. or Ooh. how, you know, everybody contributes. Yeah. It's only certain characters that you really see a lot of, which end up being our main characters. But Absolutely. if you think about it, it's there's so much more to the rebellion than just these unnamed pilots yeah. that keep going down in battle. And so I think that it's kind of cool to have that perspective because yeah. it brings it back to they're all human or yeah. There's so many people making a sacrifice, right? Yeah. Not just Luke, not just our heroes here. It, it's just like normal everyday people or, you know, beings in the galaxy who feel like they have this common thing that they're fighting for. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Every, uh, it, it reminds me of, of one of our heroes, Finn, really coming to peace with his sacrifice, right? In The Last Jedi and, and his little speeder and just, this was my purpose. This is what I'm here to do. This is why I rebelled. This is, you know, I found peace with it. And it would be interesting to hear, you know, something from his perspective there in that moment. But, uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And, and there's there's a lot going out there. And I, I think these little these little stories are fantastic. And so if you haven't already, guys, pick that up. I, I know that was a little depressing and a little sad, but um, it's one of my favorite, favorite passages from a Star Wars book, and more the more recent ones. But we're going to do more of that open up discussion. I think it's really fun. And I want you guys to share some of your favorite moments in Star Wars novels. Um, share those with us. Point it out in the group. Let us know where we can find it. Um, and I think it's just great discussion topics will come of that. Um, but outside of that, guys, a, a surprisingly busy week of Star Wars news. Um, if it weren't, you know, a Star Wars production, uh, it, you know, happening right now and we're finding out you no know, there's delays i mean it just wouldn't be star wars 
Um, we find out Obi Wan and and that production of that series on Disney Plus is now delayed. Um, and won't start shooting for several months now when it was supposed to start shooting here soon. Um, looks like some writing issues. Uh, Luke, I want to come to you. I, this isn't the first, you know, this isn't the first time Star Wars has announced a delay or reshoots or whatever it is, but it looks like we've got some writing issues. Is there cause for concern here? Do you have hope that we're just trying to make this thing right? Yeah, that's what you have to imagine is the reason that they do these sort of things is to make sure that the final product comes out being something that we can all enjoy. And I, what I wonder every time I hear these stories, though, too, is like I don't you know, follow any other property in the way that I follow Star Wars. So yeah. I don't know how common this is in the industry to go through and have to you know, change directors, change writers bring in somebody to direct reshoots other than the person who directed principal photography and all this stuff that we've seen in the, in the Disney era of star Wars that everyone points to and freaks out about and says, this is what's wrong with star Wars. You know, to me, if, if you don't know any of that behind the scenes stuff, all you can judge on is the movies themselves. And that's really what we should, or the shows or whatever, what we should judge on. So it's, I don't want to pass judgment on anything that hasn't even started filming yet, you know? So yeah, I just wonder, you know, probably a lot of productions go through this sort of change and rewrite and rework. And it's just not like, um, fretted over as much yeah. every little thing, um, and, and lesser obsessed series and people following it. Yeah. Right. Like it's, <laughs> I'm sure this news happens all the time and it just doesn't get the attention that star Wars has because I gotta be honest. I, I, f- I feel like there's people out there that just kind of want things to fail to, to say, you know what? We knew this Disney purchase was going to go wrong. We knew there's a lot of haters out there and, and it, it generates a lot of conversation. Um, but you know what? I think we all here want it to succeed and if they need to take time with it, let's make it right. And I think that's something that I admire that Kathleen Kennedy is doing is that, you know, we're, we're, before we even get to shooting the thing, we're not happy with the script. Let's stop it. Let's take our time with it. We don't need to rush this thing. There's plenty of Star Wars stuff out there holding people over and, and let's just take our time with it. Uh, now, Luke, you mentioned before we got started, that, was it that the story they were writing was a little too, were they concerned that it was too similar to what the Mandalorian was doing and that he's a caretaker? Is that, was that the concern? Is that what we're hearing? Yeah, there were some reports out there that there were some beats to it that felt a little too close to the child Mandalorian relationship in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, so, they might have just wanted to make sure it was more of a unique story yeah. uh, and that people weren't just going to accuse it of being somewhat repetitive of the Mandalorian once it finally came out. So, you know, that's all well and good. You know, I think to some degree you have these different, different writers and things and different groups within the, the company working on, mm-hmm. on stories and ideas and they might not always know what everyone else is doing. And so all yeah. of a sudden you get to a point and you're like, Oh, well this is kind of similar. Yeah. So we should we should make sure it's it's its own unique, distinct story that's worth it. You know, its own telling. I also think there's a lot of like conflicting information out there right now because if you Google, like if you just do a quick Google search, Obi Wan series, yeah, there's 
one news article that's posted that says there's no delay. There's another news yeah. article that's posted that says there is a delay, but it's all going to be good for the series. Yeah. There's another article that says, yeah, it's delayed, but the premiere date isn't going to it's change. Same, and yeah. then there's another article right after that that's like, oh, it's delayed, and now the premiere date's going to be pushed back months and months. So it's like it's really hard to tell what's yeah. true and what's not unless so it's coming straight from Lucasfilm. Well, and, and Ewan McGregor came out, right, and he was one that said, I don't believe the premiere date's you know being pushed back, however the shooting is, but everyone just needs to calm the hell down. Yeah. Right? Like, chill out. It, people just love this drama. There's no issues. They just want to make some adjustments with, with the actual story. And that's, that's fine. And that leads me back to believe what Luke was saying, where, yeah. like, I'm sure that this happens in that industry all of the time. I oh, mean, yeah. how can it not? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I mean, if Ewan McGregor isn't worried about it, and he's been doing this for pretty much his, like, entire life, yeah. I think we're fine. Absolutely. Now, though, if if they're saying that we're a little worried that it's it's – it has a little too much of that Mandalorian feel where we got a caregiver here. It was, was, would that even be something, Holly, that you it would have crossed your mind if you have watched the Mandalorian and now you, you know what Obi-Wan's story is, right? You know, he's, he's watching over Luke Skywalker. Was that even a concern in your mind that, Oh, what if this is too much like the Mandalorian? No, I right? don't think, I don't think so because I think that's such a common theme in movies and TV shows anyway. Yeah. I think, I don't know, that, that wouldn't have been a concern. Unless yeah. unless there was something that was like, wow, it's just like literally the exact same thing as yeah. The Mandalorian, just with different characters, yeah. which I would find hard to believe given the difference between the actual Mandalorian and the Jedi Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'll tell you right now, guys, I, I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble or not, but like I feel like this Obi-Wan series is going to go hell of a lot deeper than The Mandalorian. I feel like we are going to be in Obi-Wan's mind. We're going to see him going through some stuff, maybe some flashbacks, maybe some regret of, you know, losing Anakin, not doing enough. I feel like we're we're dealing with Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the most loved Jedi in all of Star Wars, one of the most loved characters in all of Star Wars. We're going to go deeper than, you know, the Mandalorian has probably will ever go. Um, but I, I mean, a lot of the Mandalorian was consumed with baby Yoda or the child, the asset. Um, we didn't learn a whole lot about the Mandalorian. We did. We, we really don't know a ton about him. Um, and that's why I feel like we're going to go deeper with Obi-Wan and, and I would love to see him just grappling with this. I, I lost my, my, uh, my apprentice and now I'm watching over his child. Like, what if he becomes just like his father? How am I going to prevent that from happening? I failed my former apprentice. Um, and I would even love to see Darth Vader in this series. Uh, Luke, I talked about it with, with, with Nate and, and Jory, but is that something that you would want to see out of it? we got to have a villain, right? I mean, there's got to be a villain in Star Wars. Would Darth Vader, as that villain in this Obi-Wan series, is that something you're wanting, or would you like a little lower-key villain? I think ultimately that would be a great tie-in. I could see like some Inquisitor action Ooh, yes, as well. Yes. Um, I think, you know, it's really interesting what you're bringing up about the the emotional state of Obi-Wan that he'll be in at the time yeah. of this movie because by the time of A New Hope, you're seeing Obi-Wan who's sort of come to terms with what's happened before and is ready, seems ready to move forward yeah. with Luke and, and to try to make things right as best as he can uh but 
depending on exactly where they put this in the timeline, I don't know that they've reported out exactly. And it makes sense that to me that they wouldn't have quite nailed it down precisely, given they're still tweaking the story some about yeah. how close or how far after Revenge of the Sith and how far before A New Hope is this going to take place? Because like you said, I'm kind of hoping slightly closer to Revenge of the Sith than, than A yeah. New Hope at this point, given what you said about yeah. just seeing him work through the trauma yeah. of not only his own apprentice, you know, turning to the dark side, but that apprentice basically bringing down the entire order Yeah, uh, that, that stood for tens of thousands of years. So like that... That is unbelievably heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so this could be the darkest yeah. Star Wars we've ever seen. I, I that's I want it to be that because of the fact that you are on Tatooine. It is a desert planet. Yeah, it's cool if we want to have some epic moments. Maybe Kenobi's fighting monsters. I don't cool. But, you know, giant lizards, whatever, that's fine. If we want to tap into some of his, you know, uh, legend storyline being on Tatooine. Well, actually, there's canon comic books out there I, I i'm pretty sure of, of his stay on tatooine um holly in in the, the vader comic um which we read a while back um vader himself grapples with the events of revenge of the sith we show his mindset and that he maybe has some regrets there's even a page turner where it shows him you know battling the emperor and he destroys him and he goes and seeks obi-wan and obi-wan's just sitting there on a, on a on a hillside on tatooine and he says master and he's like reaching out for forgiveness and and then he ends up obviously not going that way but he's struggling with it, it, it could you see that coming into this film could we actually have moments with the very solemn private meditative moments with Darth Vader in this series. Are we going to dig that deep into Vader? Are we going to save that maybe for a Vader series or will, will that, ha will that take too much from Obi-Wan? I think that would take too much from Obi-Wan. Okay. What I would look for in the Obi-Wan series. I, I don't want to see the relationship between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader until maybe towards the end of the series. Let's go. I don't, I just think that in the Obi-Wan series, that's when we would get to know Obi-Wan on an intimate level level because yeah. how couldn't we because of how invested yeah. we got to him in the movies yeah i kind of feel like it would be a shame if they did this series and it was just more like surface level like yeah. obi-wan look what he can do with his lightsaber exactly. stuff i think that there, it's gonna have to be more than that but i think that if you threw darth vader into it right away or early on and had like at least like too much Darth Vader. There might be a little here and there. He might have some flashbacks of yeah. like their moments, like or his last moments with Anakin on Mustafar. Like, mm -hmm. sure, but I just think it would take away too much because I think that there's still a lot about Obi Wan that we need to get to Preach. know. Come on, because I feel like Anakin and Darth Vader, like it, those two are one character. However you view them, like they've yeah. already had their time to really like. We've already been able to kind of get into their yeah. heads a little bit more than we have with some of the other characters. We have a lot of comics. We have a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Um, and the movies that show that character progression, but we don't really have it on the same level with Obi-Wan. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. This, We are getting a final six chapters of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He'll probably never be in any Star Wars story ever again unless... We go back in time or I, who knows? I don't know what we're going to do, but it feels like this is it. Six hours of Obi-Wan. We got to dig deep, right? Yeah, one of the best characters in all of Star Wars. 
really bringing Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness kind of as as one. This is I think that's you're going to see him becoming that Alec Guinness Obi Wan, right? Um, it's just it could be so deep, but and I I I feel exactly how you feel that it could take so much away from Obi Wan, but then I'm like you. They, like you said, they are kind of one. They have been together for so long. And we kind of, we have, like I said, we've seen Vader's regrets and some of the some of his conflict in the comic books. But I, maybe that'll be a Darth Vader series. I, I was so against a Darth Vader series at, at one point. But now, like, reading the comics and what we could tap into on screen. Because that's something you could do, right, with Vader. Yeah. You may not need, you don't need Hayden. Well, you could. You could have Hayden Christensen, which would <laughs> be really odd. Luke, I, would you accept a Darth Vader series starring the man himself, Hayden Christensen? Well, that gets tricky because we're saying like Hayden doing the voiceover because at that point, like yeah. anyone could be in the suit, like That's uh, I, like yeah. with with um, the Mandalorian and uh, Pedro Pascal. You know, yeah. he wasn't for all reports really in the suit a whole lot for a lot of the footage we saw throughout the season season one yeah um and it was just doing the you know the voiceover so it could hate they'd have to i don't know if it would be as powerful because they would have to manipulate it so much to make it sound vader yeah it wouldn't really i don't know how much hayden would be left so I don't know what yeah. impact that would have if if any on me if it's like oh it's hayden's voice like modulated in a way to you know, bring it down and, and add in the breathing effects and the distortion of the helmet and stuff. Yeah. Because um, well, the stuff they I did guess with that Rebels kind of would work, right? It, I think it would too. I mean, they they. I thought Vader was very successful in Rebels, right? Uh, the voice stuff that they did, I thought that was really believable. Well, I, the key piece there, you can only really hear it in the Anakin Hayden version. Yeah. Or did they use Matt Lanter for that? I, I don't know. That's a great you know, the, that's the voice a great actor question. for Anakin in the Clone Wars. So I, I think you can only hear it when the face mask breaks. Yeah, you're right. It, it kind of takes away the the Vadery aspect of it and it strips it down to the Anakin. Yeah. Guy, I love that Holly's seen that moment now. It's like spoilers <laughs> are gone. Now. Yeah. You're almost done yeah, with I Rebels. Am. This is great. So, yeah, I, I think we all agree that. There is potential there, but like you start to, Luke brought this up in an episode long ago and that when you have all these comics and you have these series and we're tapping into moments that have been somewhat, you know, discussed or, you know, mentioned in the movies or shown in the movies and we start even start fitting things in between those, it, it can get a little scary. You, you definitely don't want to pack too much into these moments, right? Well, I think that... It kind of sounds like you're concerned about then they're just kind of like going back and adding different details that kind of change what may have happened in the movie if yeah. they're showing something like in a comic and then someone's like, wait a second, that's not how I remember it happening in the movie. Yeah. And they're probably right at that point. It just seems more like it's a revision. It, it is or it's it's they, 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 they form it in such a way just like the first issue of mm -hmm. the Star Wars mainline, right? Like Luke confronting Vader, he gets his butt whooped. It's like... That only fits in there and is okay by me before he actually confronts him in the Star Wars movies because he gets his butt whooped. Because it was just like, holy cow, we ran into each other. Lightsaber, I get my butt whooped. 
Like it was just purely incidental. It wasn't like he was not going to confront him. That's the only way it worked yeah. for me. But I think that I think that inevitably that's going to continue to happen because I think Absolutely. that Disney built this new platform. They have Disney Plus and yeah. I think that they have the opportunity to really capitalize on Star Wars more than they had before because they're going to be able to create these original yeah. Disney shows and I think that that's something that they're definitely going to take advantage of. Yeah. So, I don't think that it would be like out of the realm of possibility to have some sort of Vader show, yeah. whether it's animated or live action, I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm excited. I, I, I what are we slated for 2021 at some point, I think, yeah. uh, which is fine by me. Hey, we're, we're going to stick with the comics. We're going to stick with what we're getting now. I am, I am happy to say now I didn't, you know, check to be certain, but it felt like I am now over 50% in fallen order. And that game is freaking sweet. Now, did I have to retrain myself on the controls for a good 10 minutes? Yes. I was like, I don't even remember how to swing my lightsaber. But I got, I, I'm past 50%, um, and that game is epic. So I will be satisfied playing that. I'm going to download the expansion for Battlefront and get in there and freaking do the Rise of Skywalker update, and it's going to be epic with the new characters. And watch the second season of The Mandalorian. I'll be happy until 2021. So, And we have Celebration in August. Who yeah. knows what's coming? We're going to probably learn a lot. I feel like we're going to get spoiled. I don't think a lot of people think we are. They think it might, the news might be pretty light, but I think we're going to get spoiled. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Is that before Celebration wasn't annually. It wasn't. So yeah. something. Well, it was, and then they did went on two-year hiatus and okay. then, but now it's back to yeah every year but i just feel like if you're gonna have it every year then the coming back into having it every year there's probably something oh yeah that because, they're going to announce and they've set pre they've set a precedent right there's yeah. expectations now that people are going there to learn things that others may not know you know if you don't go and them revealing that it was in anaheim mm -hmm. was like a huge deal like they oh, built yeah. that uh, huge deal for yeah. us because it's going to be super expensive, right? It already is super expensive. Tickets purchased, car purchased. This is going to be a pricey trip, so it better it better be worth it. But <laughs> yeah. can't wait. That's I mean, that's, uh, what, seven months away now? Holy cow. It's it's coming fast, phrasing. Um, so yeah, really <laughs> excited about the Obi-Wan series, guys, and I know you are as well. Now, if you've been following Star Wars news, and I'm really sad that my co-host here did not see this uh, bit of news, but there was a leak, you know, go figure, of Star Wars material. Uh, supposedly, there was going to be a television series on ABC back around 2010, and they'd done some shooting, they had scripts, and, and there some test footage was actually leaked. And so I, I hit up Holly and Luke and said, guys, you see that test footage? Uh, we don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> I guess we can't talk about it until next week. But I do just want to say, though, I, you guys are going to watch this, and I want to hear your thoughts about it next week. Um, so make a note for yourself to come check that out. But I did watch it. And as much as people are talking about it and saying how cool it was, I'll agree with you. The concept is cool. The fact that we're on Coruscant and, you know, it's occupied and, mm -hmm. and that that's cool. Can I read a description of what you're talking about yes, in case Luke doesn't that's know? That's fantastic, yes. Leaked footage, seemingly from Star Wars Underworld, has yep. emerged for the first time. The show, which was placed on an indefinite hiatus in 2010 due to budget concerns, would have taken place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. 
with a focus on street-level action in the grimy underworld of Coruscant. Ooh, street-level action. That's right. I'm already in touch. Is this an HBO special? The article? No, I'm just joking. It was a joke. Oh. It's all, it was going to be on ABC, <laughs> but continue. Sorry. No, that's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it is a short description. Yeah, some underworld. It's kind of that grimy, you know... Um, uh, crime-ridden, you know, series that people wanted, and and you get a little bit of that in The Mandalorian. But I mean, we know Coruscant is riddled with that, and in all of its layers. Um, well, so then tell us what you thought about it, and then we will tell you what we think next. I week. don't want to. Here's the thing: there's no Star Wars hate here. Okay, no matter what you read, there's no Star Wars <laughs> hate on this <laughs> podcast. I just wasn't the biggest fan of what I saw. What did you see? That that it was the it was the 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 footage and I wonder what you call it. It was just like a test footage, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I know that can change, and they're trying to see just how things are looking or whatever. But I was not a fan of how this thing was shot. Um, it, there's obviously like they're doing voiceover stuff over the footage, and I, I don't have I don't have I don't have any gripe with that kind of stuff. I understand it's rough. It's it's the f a first draft, so to speak, of what they're preparing and producing. But just the way it was shot, I mean, it felt so much like television. I, I There were moments in there. It just felt like a really bad, I don't know, really bad cop show on, on, on your basic cable network. Like Campus PD? <laughs> it that isn't that though like a live police action show so why can't they do a star wars <laughs> live from the empire I mean, actually, arresting rebels i wouldn't be mad about that you know nbc's doing all these live productions why i would love for disney to do a live production like that i think that'd be cool right yeah maybe we write it do we pitch it i'm down all i have right, a lot cool. of pitches um whoa phrasing, phrasing. <laughs> hello um, I just, I, I don't, it felt so, just the way it was shot. It felt so much like television. Mm -hmm. And then I just imagined this scene coming up in this really cheap zoom in shot. It, here's, you know, here's, here's my first thought when I saw this thing was that it felt like the show 24. Did anyone watch 24 with Jack Bauer? Luke? I think I watched like half a season at one point, but I'm not uh, a diehard. I mean, it, I, well, I was a diehard. I was some post 9-11 stuff. It was really intense, but that was the point. It was like there was a countdown and there's all this, you know, really intense action stuff and really fast zoom ins on scenes. And, and that, it, that felt like this kind of to me. It felt, felt like 24. And I, people probably give me hate for it, whatever. That's how I felt about it. I just wasn't a fan of it. And I can imagine something intense happening, and then we go to a Campbell's commercial or something. <laughs> or a Pampers commercial. And I'm just like, okay. And it just makes me so pleased that, like, I, I would love for something like this to happen. But being on Disney+, Plus, I feel like, like The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian felt kind of like a feature film, right? I mean, yeah. It, you didn't have you didn't have those breaks. You didn't have the commercials. It 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 felt more like a feature film to me, even how short it was, than it did a television series. Um, and that's what streaming can do. But this, I was, I was what I was watching. I was imagining it, you know, being cut for a commercial, and then yeah, like the Pampers thing pops up, and some baby's bottom or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm now I'm out of it. Yeah. And then now we're gonna get back into it. I, I just it felt cheap to me. Um, and maybe that's just the test footage part of it. But just I'm telling you, the way it was shot, it wasn't a huge fan um, but I want these guys to check it out you guys check it out let me know what you think I, like I said the concept I think is cool just the execution just like you know the prequels for me some of the execution just didn't didn't hit for me yeah um, though I do love episode two so it's at um, the top of your list it's it may be at the top <laughs> of my list now 
Um, That's a good point just in general on the, the era of entertainment we live in that the streaming era is basically like HBO everywhere, like premium yeah. cable yes. style level of production, level of experience. It's it's on everything now that you don't have to yeah. worry about <laughs> what baby commercial comes on or whatever right. that you were that you were worried about. Yeah. It's just like the way that you get to experience the show and the way it's delivered and even sort of the, the resources that get put into it. It's like it's everything is now HBO. And Absolutely. It's a great thing, too. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. even with like YouTube, like if you go onto YouTube and there's an ad, you watch the ad for three seconds and you have the option to back skip into it. action. Yeah. Like, I mean, why would I waste my time watching this? Yeah. Ad? Like, yeah. We just expect it. We want it now and we want to watch it. That's right. Yeah, You're absolutely right. I know I need to go buy Pampers. You don't have to tell me. OK. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you doing with these Pampers, Mike? I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm I, interested. We're talking about maybe Mike in 10 years, you know? Uh, Luke, I mean, you don't need an advertisement telling you to go get Pampers, right? You're like, I know I need it. Um, if I want soup, I'll go get soup. You don't need to, you don't need to try to sell me. Um, or maybe they do. But so go check that out, guys. Star Wars Underworld. Um, you can find that on YouTube. Um, I'm sure if you just Google it, you'll, you'll pick it up. And these guys are going to check it out. We'll talk about it next week. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm the black sheep again. Maybe I'm the black sheep of this podcast, and Mike just has terrible, you know, Star Wars hating ideas. We'll see. Um, but the main topic today, guys, we've gone nearly 40 minutes, and we haven't even got to the main topic, which was one of my, you know, I was looking forward to the most. Well, we're here now. And we're here now. Um, we've been reading the Star Wars mainline comic, right? And it's, it's a monthly release, so we've got issue two coming out now. Um, and so far, so good, guys, right? Luke, I, you read it. Did are, are you still on board? Are you still? I know we talked about in the first issue. It it felt like it fit pretty well in there after Empire, right? Are you still feeling that vibe? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't quite as like deep and uh, philosophical, I think, as that first yep. issue. Yep. But it is filling in some interesting gaps. The, the whole time I was reading this one, um, we basically get confirmation that. Boba Fett doesn't take off straight from Bespin with frozen Han Solo and go right to Jabba because Lando is able to go to Jabba's palace and confirm that Han isn't there yet. Yeah. So where, where is Boba Fett? And what is he doing with Han? (laughs) It's like what I'm thinking the whole time. And why would he go there and collect that bounty first? Maybe he's just storing him on on Slave One. But if you're like a bounty hunter the first thing that you want to do is go collect on it, right? You would think, but look what the Mandalorian was doing. He had a whole stash, and he was yeah, making I'm, it worth his time. That's true. I don't know. I'm imagining, like, Boba Fett doing creepy things, like, <laughs> like dressing oh up. to the frozen Han Solo. <laughs> There's that dark like, serial to get killer back Star at him Wars. for all this stuff that might be in there. Yeah. You're right. History together. You're right. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, he's he's got Han and Carbonite in a, in a, in a dungeon somewhere, you know. Uh, it puts lotion on its skin on Solo. <laughs> no, okay. he, and he doesn't respond because he's frozen in carbonite, right? Right, which is part of the joke. Part right? of the, ex- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. But can you imagine, though, Boba Fett dressing up, you know, and dancing around like <laughs> like the creep from Silent I could. That would be hysterical. How has, uh, you know, Robot Chicken or Family Guy not done that? Um 
but maybe Seth Green is listening or whoever makes those series, and, and maybe, you know, they'll use it. Another pitch, right, Holly? Seth Green's a big fan of this podcast. I think I think he actually approves of it. Maybe we can have him do a little intro for us Yeah, or we something. should call him up. Yeah, yeah. I'll, put that, I'll add that to my list. Yeah, hit up Seth Green, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure he has our information. So right. talk to our people, Seth. Uh, our people will talk to your people. To, yeah, yeah. So uh, you're right, Luke. It, it didn't get as deep, but you're right. It's filling in gaps. Also, if I recall in Legends, and I don't think it's canon, and maybe it is, but in Legends, I thought um, Lando worked in Jabba's palace for a long time to be able to be there in that moment, right, to try to save Luke Skywalker and and and, and Han Solo, right? Um, hidden in his garb. What I, Luke? I'm I'm coming to you for the details. What is that? It, okay, that, sidebar on that. Yeah, that that has always been the most confusing part of Return of the Jedi to me. Yeah, is Lando with his little yeah mask thing that he pulls down, and I'm like, you could see. I it's still Lando. don't understand. Are we supposed to think it's not a human behind the mask? <laughs> yeah, are the other people in Jabba's palace? Yeah, think it's some sort of alien species just because he has this little flimsy thing. Yeah, is he trying to blend in with the Gamorrean guards? Because it's yeah, not even close. Like that part of Return of the Jedi has never made any sense to me. Does it? Does it? Am I missing something? Does it make any it, more sense to anyone else? It makes sense if if you if 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 you know we're still in that Legends era, which you know, folks, let me know if it's if it's canon now. But like I said, he he works in Jabba's palace for a long time to earn the trust to be there, to to put himself in that moment. And so now I'm like, okay, if that's still the case, he confronts Boba or confronts Boba, confronts Jabba, right, to try to strike it. He knows who he is now. And like you yeah, said, yeah. Luke, that helmet ain't gonna cover the crap <laughs> up. You know, it's Lando under there, so it'll be interesting to see what happens after this moment because we spent a lot of time with lando here um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of pans out holly what did you think of the issue did it did are you still interested in it is i mean it's a monthly issue so we had to briefly recall what happened in the last yeah. one it's been a while right <laughs> i almost had to reread the last one because i feel like we're reading so many different comic series right yeah. now as they come out that i'm yeah. getting my timelines mixed up well in february get ready to add another one darth vader right. coming out with a new new line yeah so there's a lot going on with the comics but uh i thought that this one was a little bit slower i yeah. think i had a little bit of a harder time like focusing yeah. on like okay so like yeah 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 we get it yeah but um I, it really it really changed my mind at the end though the end was had had a big reveal and but before that you're it was a lot of lando you know, still do. Hey guys, you can trust me. A lot of, a lot of that. And it, yeah. 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 Also, um, something else that happened was even though it was Lando's ship, he had Chewie yeah. piloting it and oh, he yeah. was co-piloting it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause so, I mean, can't, can't trust him. That was different. Yeah. Yes. It right? was. It was. I, I feel what? like, yeah, I feel ahead. like some of these like details that uh, if, if you don't really, if you're not really like thinking about everything else that's going on or things that you've already seen, they would seem like very minor details, like, mm-hmm. um, like the Chewie and Lando yeah. switch for who's piloting and like what Luke just mentioned. But I think it's all very intentional. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Because I mean, by episode six, I mean yeah, Lando is he's he's piloting the Falcon again, um, as as gold leader, right? He he's the the new gold leader. 
Um, so it, it is interesting. He's he's out there defending himself a lot to let. You, you guys can trust me. I can take the Falcon. Yeah, cool. Chewie will come along and keep me in line, whatever. There's a lot of that, a lot of Leia with the, the Rebels kind of coming up with a plan to bring the, the fleet back together because they've all been kind of d- disbanded and they can't communicate because their 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 communications have been jeopardizing the empire can tell if they communicate with each other and some of the some of the groups of the fleet have been destroyed so there's a lot of that um but like you said the end comes along and we were reading it right and i was like where's luke where the hell is luke skywalker uh because it ended so epic with him and, and, and kind of going a little dark dare i say and and blowing up those or at least you know kind of messing with those tie fighters with his mind um so i was like where's luke what's happening um and i'm going to tell you right now something that didn't work for me in this comic was luke and leia interacting and she's just kind of staring down and she's like you gotta do something about that hand it's like yeah. the, the dude doesn't have a hand and you're just like oh, you should do something about that it's like i get that it's like cauterized or whatever but like he still lost a limb like he's like that's not even like the biggest thing i'm worried about right it's like dude, and there's what? like that awkward moment where, like, in one of the panels, it shows, like, she, like, grabs his other hand, and then the next panel, she, like, lets it go and is, like, waving at yeah. him. Yeah, no, it was, I, that moment kind of took me out of it a little bit. I was kind of <laughs> hoping for a little more, um, but she just, yeah, she, even what she said to him at the end when she left him, it was weird. She was just, like, just, you'll still be who, you'll still be who you are or whatever, yeah. and I'm, like, I, are you sensing more in that moment through the force and you don't even realize it and what he went through? Cause he said something's wrong, right? He, he alludes to something being wrong and it's not his hand. It's what he went through when he was fighting those tie fighters, right? A little bit of darkness. He said he hasn't felt the same. He hasn't felt the same. Right. And she's like, don't worry. You always be who you are, which I felt like we could have done something a little different there made it a little more special, but Hey, I get, well, that's what we get. Maybe they're we'll just real it. people and they have awkward moments like the rest of us where hey. they don't know what to say to somebody else. I would love an awkward moments of Star Wars. Just like fill yeah. in little gaps of time with really awkward moments. It's like, this is why this scene mm-hmm. was cut out. Well, that's one of them. <laughs> that's one of we them. We just had one. It was Yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but a, a nice moment with an awkward, you know, acknowledgement of the missing hand, and it doesn't seem like losing a limb is a very big deal in the galaxy. Well, okay, so here's a question. Okay, how is it many, about limbs and how to no, reattach? Okay. In how many moments do we see Leia really being that, like, nurturing, comforting character? Uh, I mean, with Luke, it happens a few times. Uh, it's it's the it's it's the difference with her and Han, right? I mean, she mm-hmm. sometimes it's just to make Han feel terrible, but oftentimes it's she, you know, she admires Luke. She admires his 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 positivity and his his desire to help people. I think she admires that. So there's some of it, but you're right, like. It's not really, I, it's I just not, feel like it's not really her character to be like, exactly. You're right. Like for for instance in. In Rebels, since I'm rewatching yeah. Rebels right yeah. now, that's on my mind. You see Hera, yeah, being like very comforting, but also like very assertive, and Absolutely. she handles that really well. I feel like Leia is more of an assertive, yeah, which probably for her role she has to be, but she doesn't have as much as that of that like comforting personality, yeah, um, as other characters that we see in Star Wars. So I think that that could be yeah. part of it too. And I mean, that's a little bit of Carrie Fisher coming out too, right? Like that's kind of her 
personality coming out in the character and 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 you can see it see it um but yeah so i don't know that, but yeah the moment just kind of took luke i don't know if you thought it was a little awkward but people were losing hands no one seems to care <laughs> uh well, i think leia has her nurturing side of fluke when you think about the post wampa scene when he's recovering yep and then when the part of empire where you see them get him back in the the Falcon when they rescue him at the bottom of Cloud City. Absolutely. Um, I think she's nurturing and comforting him then. And then in the uh, in Bright Tree Village in, in Return of the Jedi when he's yeah. all down and says he has to leave. Um, That's true. You know, she just tries to console him and say it's not the way it has to be and things like that. So I think it, yeah. it, it works for me in that way that there's enough there's enough of that there. I don't think it's what comes to mind first with most people when we think of Leia as this like really strong forceful presence yeah. uh, in many ways but that it's it's there as, as well that secondary characteristic um it's interesting that you mentioned the whole communication uh piece of the the storyline in this in this issue where the rebellion needs to reassemble the fleet that's scattered after hoth yeah and the empire broke their code so they they introduced this plot device that there's some ancient communication station yes. or something that they need to get to and you know what i wondered you know we we talked about in, in recent episodes the trevaro script leak yeah. and that had in it an element where they were going back to coruscant yes sir to do to basically do the same thing there was an ancient you know communication device at the jedi temple that they were going to access to get a message out because otherwise yeah. the first order had shut down communication so i wonder I wondered at all if that was intentionally borrowed from the notes or script that Trevorrow had for uh, episode nine, yeah. or it just happens to be kind of a coincidence that it's a similar plot device storyline yeah. uh, that was being developed for this um, comic book series, or maybe it really was intentional to, to give that that storyline some some new life. I think that's a great that's a great callback there. Yeah, the, and. And did you catch that they mentioned it was it was created in the unknown regions during the High Republic time? Another nod to the High Republic, mm-hmm. um, and that the unknown regions were a little more uncharted at the time, a little more dangerous. So that'll be that'll be cool to see. I mean, maybe that we'll see that we'll see this the the Jedi scoping out the the unknown regions you know checking things out you know building communications outposts who who knows but that's a great callback luke and, and that would be interesting to know if they borrowed a, they, they're like you know what we're not using that but that's a great idea to put that here this this timeline um of being some way that the republic could communicate or the rebellion could communicate with each other so great callback there dude what um, are they calling it? Operation, Operation Starlight. Starlight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great name. It is. I love it. Um, like a little beacon. Little beacon of hope. A little, mm-hmm. little lighthouse out there, just Aww. guiding the way. Um, I freaking love that. So th- that this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. If we'll actually make it there, and 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 you know, what's going to happen to the Damerons? Um, I don't know the rest of the rebels we'll see oh yeah we didn't see a lot of the dameron's in this yeah which i think that's one of the things that pulled me into the first yeah um book comic book in yeah, this yeah. 
it was seeing Poe's parents, but we didn't yeah. really get very much of them in this yeah. in this one. It was a cool connection, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we will when they go out on this mission, and, and it's it'll be a cool storyline for sure. But one of them, you know, we're back at, with Luke Skywalker, and he's what is it that is Lando comes back right and says. He leaves Jabba's palace. I, I don't. We don't know what deal he struck with Jabba, right? And we didn't learn what that was, and we will, I'm sure. Um, but he strikes a deal to leave. He comes back to Luke, and he says, "Hey, like we gotta go. We gotta go to. I gotta go back to Bespin. And you, you know, you don't you have something there that you lost your lightsaber? I could. I totally know where it is. I can show you. And Luke seems to start then recalling that moment, right? He has a flashback. He has a flashback. Yeah sees his hand being cut off um traumatizing yeah sees that hand falling down and, and uh, an arm reaches out and grabs it catches it and Who we see a, a in a cloaked which looks like a jedi robe cloaked figure with black gloves and then the question is who is that individual mm -hmm. is it a living human being is it a force ghost? Is it Qui-Gon himself? You think it's Qui-Gon. I don't know. <laughs> Holly, who who do you who do you think it could be? I have no idea. I have no idea either. I don't know <laughs> what yeah. the hell we're doing here. Luke? I uh I thought it was more like a dark ray situation, like a, a vision. Ooh, mm -hmm. Like it's a trap or something almost too. Yeah, cuz I wonder if he thinks he's better off without that lightsaber because yeah. when he when think about when he got it, it had power and symbolism in that it was his father's lightsaber and Preach. his his father at that point was a heroic pilot from the Clone Wars yeah. and he, he didn't know much else about him and yeah. then now that lightsaber is connected to Vader who he knows is his father. Preach. And so oh. maybe there's a, a darkness he feels connected to the saber. So maybe he feels like if he was reunited with it, it would somehow pull him more towards the offer that Vader extends yeah. to join him God, and uh, rule by his side. That is What does the figure say to him? Something uh, about his destiny. Follow. I have the. Yeah, I have it up. Follow yeah. your destiny. So oh, I guess I guess bouncing off go. what bouncing off what Luke said, yeah. I like that idea. I do too. I love but it. But I guess if you keep going with that, it could even yeah. Well, I don't know. I was thinking it could have even been somebody else who was there on the dark side. Yeah, using that to try to call out to Luke to bring him closer yep. to the dark side. It that kind be. of feels like a trap. It could be the Emperor. It could be his father. We don't really see, I mean, we see Darth Vader communicate with his son, right? He calls out mm -hmm. to him, Luke. Yeah. Um, but is he in this moment? I don't know. I, 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 it looks like it's an actual person, but I'm, my question is then, is this person standing right there beside him and he catches it? Is it a force ghost? Is this like 20 levels down the Death Star and this guy reaches out and grabs it? Is it like a Ray Kylo situation? Is it? Is it Dark Luke? You know, Luke. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you guys, I, after reading 
that comic, yeah. I went onto the internet because I wanted to see what other people yes. were saying. What did you find? I actually surprisingly didn't find a lot. Nice. I found, um, I found three different theories. Let's hear them. Okay. This is going to be fascinating. Okay. Theory number one. I can already have a few guesses, but let's hear it. Okay. Theory number one, which I absolutely am saying there's no freaking way. Aunt Brew. That. (laughs) There's a fourth. (laughs) And I'm still saying there's absolutely no freaking way. No way. Okay. The first one that I read was Ahsoka, which no. Yeah. It's not dainty enough to be Ahsoka. Like she's a very... Well, and also the hood. I mean, she she's she worn has, a hood at times, and in her uh, legumes, what legumes? But like, what, what, <laughs> what the frick did Luke? What are they called again? Not the legumes. The I don't know. They're Liku for for Twi'lek or Leku, but I don't. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What I don't know I what like they're legumes. called. She's a she's <laughs> a Tora Gruden, So I don't know if That's they true. have a different name for their. Their head tails. That's true. I was thinking of the Twi'leks, but I I don't know why, you know, legumes came into my mind. <laughs> that hungry. sounds actually a little perverted now. Sounds like I'm, like, objectifying Ahsoka. That's terrible. Please don't. She's oh, too much. Yeah. Uh, there's shame. some of that fan art out there. Oh, yeah. There yeah. Is, I'm sure there which, is. That which is actually, another Google search, Ali. That is not another Google search. Thank you very much. You better turn on your uh, your Bitdefender antivirus on that one. Better put that That's parental right. control on there. Seriously. No. Um. So I don't think that it's Ahsoka. I don't either. Luke, Next option. Oh, yeah. Luke, are you down? I, I I can't imagine you are. Yeah. The way the drawing's done, that, that doesn't make, make any sense. It seems but, too masculine, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does have a masculine kind of vibe to it, but you can't see a whole lot. So mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know about that. I just felt like the arms were too big, the fingers were too fat. Like I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Option phrasing. <number> two. <laughs> I was <laughs> moving on from sure. that. For sure, Jesus. Go okay. Ahead. I guess theory number two. Sorry, inside joke. Oh yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Ezra Bridger. It just oh. seems too random, but Luke, is that one hitting a chord that with one, you? That one hits a spot. That That's intriguing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I could see it, but I don't know. Let's, let's hear the third one, and we can, we, can, we can define the most reasonable. Okay, so the third what? one that I saw was um, it was just one person who I could find said this. I read it. He does a comic book review. I mm-hmm. Don't remember his name, but I can definitely find Plug that and put that information out there because yeah. you uh, you guys should read the article that he wrote. He did a review of the comic. Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry, I don't have his name, but I will get it to you guys. Um. He said it could possibly be Cal Kestis, who we see in Fallen Order. Ooh. He's the Jedi that survived Order sixty six. Yeah. Before we go heavy on that, the, yeah. the Ezra thing, I'm now thinking like. That's totally bunk because that epilogue of Rebels takes place after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So I don't think Ezra can be in the picture during Empire okay. and before Return of the Jedi. So, all right, go back to three. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. think Ezra's totally out of the question. Okay, then. so the timing's sense. not right for Ezra. We don't think it's Ahsoka. We don't think that it works for Ezra. Cal seems too random. Uh, yeah, I don't. Granted, I haven't finished <laughs> Fallen Order, so maybe it could fit in. I have no idea. Phrasing. Phrasing. Wow. But I know it's already been spoiled for me that a certain character shows up at the end. Well, of the game. I don't want to hear that. Good. Then we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about yes. it. 
So, um, what do you, what do you think about about Qui Gon Jinn? Is it just me, or did it look like that individual could have been a Force spirit? Okay, so I guess my question for you is: Yeah, is it just purely the fact that you believe that Qui Gon is under the hood? <laughs> Phrasing, <What>? yeah. but. <laughs> That's something okay. you don't hear every day. Oh, <laughs> uh, we gotta stop with the jokes. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why it stuck out to me, but I, here's the thing. I think the most plausible thing, and the thing I like most, is what Luke said. And the black gloves even kind of solidify that for me, because it feels very uh, Return of the Jedi. I can see that, but I also like the fact that, like Luke said, he he may even see this as a trap in that it could be someone calling out to him or that the, the lightsaber itself is, is kind of representative of his father and, and how he wanted to, you know, confront darkness before and look where it got him handless, you mm -hmm. know, where, where he, he does, he's lost. He doesn't feel like the force is on his side right now. He's, he's questioning what the hell's happening yeah. to him. And now he gets this kind of vision in that moment it feels like it's something that's trying to lead him down a path. And I like, I think he will reject it. I think he, maybe he'll go to Bestman and be like, you know what? I don't need that. That is the past. I need to let it die. Um, I guess, I guess we do see uh, often in star Wars when we have our characters who feel or who seem to be a little more in tune with the force, they interpret it incorrectly. We see that happen yeah. with Ezra a lot in rebels yeah. where he sees a vision and then he jumps to conclusions and is oh, like, yeah. oh my God, this means this. It has to, there's no other option. Yeah. And so I guess it kind of seems like the dark side can be tricky yeah. and even just like, not even just the dark side, but I guess the force in general can be kind of tricky like that. Yeah. And so I guess ultimately like it could be anything. It could be. And I feel like we see a more mature Luke Skywalker in episode six. And I feel like some of the, he's still, facing those trials right and i think this could be one of him of one of them and then the, we saw i think in the cover of the next issue they go to bespin mm -hmm. like all of them right um so luke i love that idea my friend that it's it may just be himself and 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 holding on to that past and and, and what ties him to his father and maybe he rejects it or maybe he goes there for answers uh, I, I don't know if he even recognizes that's himself. We're going to find out quickly, I'm sure. Well, in a month. Yeah, we have a whole month. <laughs> but, uh, Saying it's going to be quick. Yeah. Any other ideas, Luke, besides maybe himself or a vision of himself? Anything else? I can't think of any other th theories right now. I just think it's it's nice that they are going down this path with this series because yeah. we talked about it when we talked about issue one that they showed that like panel after panel flashback to him losing his hand and the lightsaber falling away yeah and we i think we speculated like oh are we going to get some of the background story as to how the the saber ends up with maz for yeah. the force awakens yeah and that seems like maybe a road we could go down i mean it's yeah. going to maybe take a while to get there and these runs can be can be pretty long with the the first go around of the main line was like 70 some issues right so yeah might be a while before we really get that far, but it seems, you know, I'm just happy that it's a road that this seems to be going down. It, it might be abandoned after a few issues. Who knows? Maybe at the, after that next issue where they go to Bestman, something happens that then kind of like 
the the trail goes cold, but yeah. it seems like they're setting something bigger up. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like that was one of the big critiques that we all had of the rise of Skywalker was we never had that question answered about how Maz got that lightsaber. Yeah. And I feel like even when we were doing speculations, we were like, we have to know. We yeah. have to know how she got that because it was such a big deal in The Last Jedi. And now you look at it, look back and say, that was a cool tease. And then now in this kind of format, we can learn how that plays out. <clears throat> and Luke saying, you know, the last one went 60-some issues. Think of once a month, 60-some issues. We're going to be in this line for a while if we go that long. Yeah. Um, so it, it, who it, it may speed up at some point, or, or maybe they won't go that long. Maybe there's more story to tell between four and five. But this is my favorite part of Star Wars, and I love that they're digging into it a little more, and it feels like maybe the next issue will be pretty Luke Skywalker heavy, and I'm a fan. Yeah, and, you know, there's something to be said for, I guess, kind of back to our conversation that we were having about streaming is that, like, yeah. there's – we're so used to being instantly gratified when it comes to like, I want the next episode. I want to watch what happens next. I don't want to wait yeah. for commercials. Yeah. Well, guess what? You have to wait. You got to wait with the comics. You have to. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of think that it's a good thing that it's going to be spread out to. Yeah. It's not going to be like all at once because part of the fun is the anticipation of just waiting for like the next one to come out. Like what's yeah. going to happen next? Absolutely. You know, it keeps you coming back. So absolutely. And there's other comics out there, guys, that are going to be coming soon that we're really excited about. I need to check and see if the latest Kylo Ren issue came out. I, I can't. We may have missed that, or maybe it's coming out this week. I can't. I can't recall. It's always coming out on the twelfth. Eh, you might be right. I don't know. That sounds about right. But uh, we'll, we'll check that out when it comes out. There's also um, a new Darth Vader line coming out, and if you haven't seen the released cover of issue one, you are missing out. Is that next week? That is the Wednesday. Is it the fifth? The fifth yeah. issue one comes out. The cover of this thing looks freaking sweet. Vader walking up all BA with his lightsaber lit, and he has death troopers on each side. Just it's like they're going on a raid or something. It's so freaking awesome. I'm in love with the artwork already, and that's one thing I loved most. I mean, the story of the Darth Vader lines have been great, but the art is fantastic, and this cover is it's screaming. My style, like I just cannot wait for this. So, um, really excited for that and seeing Death Troopers with Darth Vader. It's gonna be epic. Um, looking forward to that. Um, and they've all they've released uh, the cover, I think, of the second one too. I can't even recall what it is, but we'll talk about it later. Um, so, a lot of cool stuff coming up at the beginning of February. Our move is happening. Uh, but before that, oh, the book yeah. club. The book. <laughs> you're right. Goodness. Before the move, uh, Holly, your book club. Next week. Uh, Next the Saturday. Hyperspace Happy mm -hmm. Hour. Boy, and, and we're going to be in, hap uh, in Happy Hour for a while. <laughs> we are going to be in Happy we Hour. We will. Um, but we'll be in Hyperspace for a while. <laughs> it's going to be a long Happy Hour, and I'm really excited about that. Um, Holly has a couple of her friends coming in, big lovers of Star Wars, mm -hmm. avid book readers. Yep. Really excited to hear their take. Um, there are a couple of fun gals. Luke and I are going to be present as well. Um, and our Patreon supporters have an opportunity to join if they would like. Um, so a lot of different perspectives coming into this, this, uh, this review of Phasma. And I'm really excited for Holly on this one because Holly is hosting the hell out of this one. Mm. It's her first straight up hosting opportunity gonna have you know it's gonna be a lot of fun and you're gonna do a fantastic job yeah so everybody be nice to me everyone be nice to holly she's gonna kill it you know she's fantastic 
Um, and, and the book's been enjoyable, right? You're about, you got another hundred pages or something. I do. Yeah. So I know that, uh, a few of the participants have already finished it. Um, one of them is doing a second re-listen of the audiobook. Wow. <laughs> I know. Um, and then I think some of the patrons have finished it and I think one person just got it from the library yeah. this weekend. That's um, awesome. So hopefully a fast read on that one, but it is a fast read. So yeah, absolutely. Luke, where are you, where are you at on Phasma? I've only got like 30 pages left. I'm Let's really go. closing in on it. Good deal. Good so far. I mean, you're almost at the end, but you enjoy it? Yeah, no, it's it's been really enjoyable. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the discussion. I, I feel like this book has flown under the radar for a lot of people because, I mean, there's really deep sweaties in the group that never read the book, you know, and they've said just what I said. Like a lot of them were like, you know, I, I didn't expect much from it, but this was a damn good read. Um, so that's awesome. I'm, I'm so pumped that like Holly's idea is, is, is energizing the book reading and that folks are checking out things they may not have, you know, checked out before. Um, so, uh, that we'll be getting together on the eighth, right? Yep. Um, and then Saturday, Saturday, the eighth and that episode, I, I'm, I'm debating guys. I got to figure out if we're going to do a live stream of it on the eighth and that you all can, can check out what's happening live. Or if we will release it as a Monday episode, we'll release it as a, a Monday episode anyway, but um, still working on whether we'll be able to do it live or not. So you can kind of see what's happening in the moment. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll have more information about that. So I don't know if Holly has anything to say about that, but maybe we'll talk off. off yes, camera. It, it will be available live for the patrons. Yes, that's a patron benefit. Well, they're, yeah, they're going to participate for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we will. We we'll, we'll figure out what we're doing there. But it'll definitely be a full episode for you guys to snack on. Looking forward to that. Oh, so much. And then that following week, the big flying casual move. Flying casual on the go. Flying casual on the go to the new home, um, in a new studio. And I cannot wait to share that experience with all of you guys. I'm really excited. A little more space. Um, just a cool atmosphere. I cannot wait to share that with you guys. Um, and trivia trials too. We've got, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, our patrons. Um, they're just such good guys. And I know a lot of you guys enjoyed that special podcast we did, um, with, with Nate and Jory. Uh, we also got Wes and David in there on Patreon. And, and I just want to give those guys a special shout out. They're all fantastic guys. Um, I, I, I have a message from David that I don't have pulled up right now and I meant to read it. I was so freaking pumped and now I wasn't prepared. Um, uh, but David, I'm, I, I, I'll was, read it next time. I, yeah, I was so touched by your message, um, and, and your support. It was fantastic. So that's definitely going to be read on the next podcast, but I wanted to give those guys a shout out for their support, um, and the great things that they've been doing for the podcast. Um, but we are going to be scheduling trivia trial soon. Going to hit up Wes, going to see, uh, if he's interested and maybe who he wants to take on in his first Aww. match and who's interested i'm really excited um so we may be doing that before we even do an in-house episode so stay tuned for that really exciting stuff but um I, I think guys i think that does it right uh a lot of star wars new news to digest there and discussion topics um we're a little over an hour on this one but i hope you guys enjoyed it i know we all did here that's week 23 guys it was a good one holly Thank Luke. you so much for uh, joining us this week. Luke, I love your theories. Say goodbye to the kitty there <laughs> for us, and we'll see you all next week. Keep flying casual. Peace. <laughs>